0: Our Father is saying in Proverbs 2, If you will seek newness of life in Christ, you will go deep with Him and you will change within yourself. Then you'll be prepared for life in the real world. Raymond C. Ortland, Jr. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 31 today. As we take a look at Proverbs 2, 9, and 10, we're going to You're going to hear it in two translations. We're going to talk about the language and the meaning of the verses, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started, let's pray. Father, I ask you to settle my heart, guide my words, guide my thoughts, help me to speak your word clearly, and Spirit, overlay it with your power and enhance anything that I do with you. Like You can turn... You can turn mud into diamonds. You can do whatever you want with this broadcast, but I ask that you would fulfill your purposes. I know that you have purposes for this show, for this broadcast. I pray that those would come to pass, that you would get it to the people who need to hear it, that you would communicate your heart through my words. In Jesus' name, amen. So the verses are Proverbs 2, 9, and 10. They say this in the ESV version. It says, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. In the new living translation, it says, then you will understand what is right, just and fair, and you will find the right way to go for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. So it's Monday and we had not only a regular weekend, but we had a holiday weekend. So I am going to recap where we are, where these verses sit in Proverbs, because y'all we have slept and we have fireworked and we have eaten since then. So let's let you know where we're at. This is the middle of chapter two. Chapter two is a long single Hebrew sentence. And it's an acrostic poem. So every verse starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. So the fact that this chapter has 22 verses signifies completeness, wholeness. It is a poem of a father giving his son advice. It's a very long if this, then that, because sentence. If you do these things, then this will be the result. And remember, Proverbs is general truth, not absolute truth. So exceptions do exist, which is actually why we have the book of Job and Ecclesiastes to deal with our understanding these exceptions. But today, I can pretty much make a good argument that this if-then statement is actually always going to be true. And so we're actually in the second then. We had more results in these verses from the actions that we would take in verses 1 through 4. But that was the beginning of last week. So I'm going to tell you again what those actions were. See if you remember these. They are accepting his words, storing up his commands within us, listening closely to wisdom, directing our heart to understanding, calling out to insight, lifting our voice to understanding, and seeking it like silver and searching for it like hidden treasure. Basically, if we're responding and earnestly seeking wisdom, then, verse 9, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Every good path. We'll understand righteousness, justice, actually, and integrity is how it's translated in other translations. Precept Austin calls this the ethical triad, righteousness, justice, and integrity. We said last week that understanding or discernment is the power or ability to see into a situation, to have understanding of it, It has a very strong moral and religious connotation. So it's moral, discernment. That's what we'll have of these three things, righteousness, justice, and integrity. Let's look at what those three things actually are. The word righteousness comes from a root word that means straightness. So it refers to a state that conforms to an authoritative standard. It's a moral concept. God's character is the definition and source. The standard is God himself. We have that revealed in his word. So it's holy and upright living in accordance to God's standard, his straight standard, justice. Justice is the practice of what is right and just. It's not only measured by a code of law, but also by what makes up for right relationships and harmony and peace. Now, the Hebrew word that's used here has a primary sense of exercising the processes of government. But in this context, it seems to speak of just behavior and just treatment of others. The English term justice has a strong legal flavor, but the concept of justice in the Bible goes far beyond the law, the courts, into everyday life. Equity or integrity. This is not fairness. Now, I even read in the New Living Translation that said uses the term fair, but it's really not fairness. God is not, quote, fair. Fair implies that everyone is treated the like or equal, and that is not true. If that's not what it is, what actually is it? Well, the Hebrew word is a masculine noun that designates rightness or equity, smoothness. It's found only in the plural. And the Septuagint translates the word, which is Mishar, with a verb that means to cause something to be correct or come out right, to cause something to be correct or come out right, to set it straight or bring it to a successful conclusion. If we take the actions that you just heard from verses one through four, then we will have the moral perception of righteousness, justice, and equity. Living according to God's standard, practicing what is right or just, and the idea of everything being set straight or coming out right. Now, verse 9 calls these characteristics every good path. And we've talked for the last few weeks about that path means our lives, right? It, It means the path that we're on, the life that we are living. Verse 10 goes on to give us more benefits of having this wisdom. It says, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. The heart is the true center of man. Nelson's Bible Dictionary says the heart is the inner self that thinks, feels, and decides. In the Bible, the word heart has a much broader meaning than it does in our modern mind. The heart is that which is central to man. Nearly all the references to the heart in the Bible refer to some aspect of human personality. So the heart often means someone's true character or personality. There are eight functions of the heart it is the seat of our emotions, our understanding, our reason, our conscience, our motives, our desires, our decision-making, and our faith. So wisdom, all the things that we've talked about, will live in the seat of all of those parts of yourself. And just as a healthy human heart is at the center of the body and absolutely essential for our life and health, so too a healthy spiritual heart is at the center of one's inner self and is vital for a healthy soul just like a fountain of all our attitudes and actions, all of that will spring from a soul steeped in wisdom. So let's ask ourselves some questions. In today's description of wisdom, this moral perception of righteousness, justice, and equity, living according to God's standard, practicing what is right or just, and the idea of everything being set straight or coming out right, does this really appeal to you? Is this something that you really hunger for, enough to really work at wisdom? For most people, I think that answer might be no. It's not super desirable. It's not enough to motivate us to really work at wisdom. But what's wrong with our lives that that's not motivating? What can we do about that? And lastly, imagine if God's wisdom ruled in the part of you that produces emotions, understanding, reason, conscience, motives, desires, decision-making, and faith. How would your life be different? If you want a place to think about those questions and write them down and keep track of the answers, we send out a set of free journal pages every Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to be on the list to receive those, just go to getwisdom.link backslash email. Getwisdom.link backslash email. And we'll be happy to send you those every Sunday night. As for me, as someone who's owned a marketing business for many, many years and has been in the online business world since Before Google existed, I know there's a marketing truth that says that we shouldn't sell features of a product. We should sell benefits, right? So if I was selling a widget, I wouldn't describe what what the widget is like to you. I would describe what that widget would do for your life, how it would help you, how it would solve your problems. As I read that list of the things that spring from the heart, emotions, and reason, and conscience, and desires, and decision making, all of those things, and I think about God's wisdom living in the place where that springs from. I got really emotional the first time I wrote that as I was preparing today's episode. And I feel like I'm responding to the benefits. Those are the benefits in my life. I want those things. Like I want my heart saturated with the wisdom of God so that I overflow with his wisdom when I am having emotions and decisions and conscience and all of those things that we listed. Then I'm not forcing behavior. I'm not just trying harder. I'm not just trying harder to be nice. I'm not just trying harder To speak with honor. I'm not just working at it. Instead, my behaviors and decisions flow naturally from that reservoir. That's what I'm thinking about today in response. How about you? What will you do with what you learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom for our lives to be all cleaned up and look better, for our own success. We want wisdom so that we can better know you, better love you, and better love others and also so that we can better live lives that honor you. Teach us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that transforms our hearts into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.